Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems, and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful, eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. After the 712th Seth session in 1974, Rob Butts, Jane's husband, put together a number of notes that uh, about comments that Seth had made years earlier, 10 years earlier to be exact, regarding the uh, expansion of the universe. Seth was commenting on the uh, then current astronomical theories about the state and the fate of our universe. Many scientists were theorizing at the time that the universe was continually expanding based on their measurements of the brightness of planets which were, and galaxies which were supposedly receding. Other scientists theorized that the universe was expanding but then would be contracting in a cycle. And in either case, I don't think the end results were very good. Basically, it was that everything would be burned out. Regardless, uh, I'm going to review now about the 10 or 11 basic points that the entity Seth made in that regard, and they apply to other things as well. The first statement is this. The universe is continually being created as all universes are. It's good for us to remember, outside of this human time-space illusion that we're in, Time simply does not apply as we assume that it does, given the evidence of our five physical senses. We had a couple of elderly fellows in our neighborhood die during the past month, and we need to remember that a month ago they were living just like everyone else in the neighborhood, and today they're both what we call dead. But both conditions exist at the same time. As Seth said, you're as dead now as you ever will be. So we have this illusion of things happening in time because it certainly fits our purposes for being here. But in reality, we have to remember it is an illusion and all events exist at once. Not from the perspective of our daily five senses, but from the larger perspective of us as spirits when we are not confined to the basic agreements of Earth, which are, uh, of course, the human time-space illusion and other things. A few days ago, the beautiful island of Maui was everything that all of us ever thought or dreamed about it, a beautiful paradise, the island for honeymooners and love and romance. Today, a big part of it has been totally burned to the ground, with thousands of buildings destroyed, many dead, and many having lost all of their possessions. But they both exist at once. Right now, you and I can't perceive that. We can't imagine it. But if we were able to go beyond the five senses that we have, which we're able to do once we're out of the, uh, the human time-space illusion and we're, we're in the spirit world, in that state, we would recognize that events just are, and it depends on what we're focusing on. We experience and we bring about what we focus on. Seth's next point, the appearance of expansion seen by your scientists is distortive for many reasons. Their time measurements 
based upon camouflage, that means the physical information that we normally go with, based on camouflage to begin with, are almost riotously inadequate and bound to give distortive data since the universe simply cannot be measured in those terms. Now, of course, the scientists are doing the best they can with their brilliant intellects and their wonderful instruments. But Seth says they're going down the wrong track, which we'll come to in a couple of the next statements. The next statement, <clears throat> the universe was not created at any particular time, but neither is it expanding into nowhere like an inflated balloon that grows forever larger, at least not along the lines now being considered. So here, here Seth talks about the distortions that we put on our notions of space and time, uh, given our limited abilities to perceive beyond the five senses. In his next statement, he begins to explain, the expansion is an illusion, based, among other things, upon inadequate time measurements and cause-and-effect theories. So we're going back to the notion that everything that we perceive with our five senses, these are illusions that we are creating for our own purposes. We all have a hand in creating this grand illusion, which, as explained in the past, is a real illusion uh, for purposes of helping us to have a, quote, place uh, to grow and grow in awareness of our own abilities. And so naturally, we have the notions of time and cause and effect, which Seth explained many times is not the basic operating mechanism, really, Really, it's whatever we focus on, not cause and effect. Again, something very difficult for us to comprehend in our present state of awareness. His next statement is very important. Here it is. Yet, in some manners, the universe could be said to be expanding, but with entirely different connotations that are, than are usually used. Okay, he's got our attention. He says, oh, in a way it could be expanding, but not the way you think it is. So how is it expanding? Well, here is his next statement. The universe is expanding in a way that a dream does. This, in a most basic manner, is more like the growth of an idea. All right, we can get some glimpse of that. We all understand how dreams seem not to obey the strict laws of time. Strange things happen there. And we can kind of understand how an idea can grow without it being specifically related to time and space, especially space. Seth then explains it could be said to be expanding not in time and space, but in the, quote, value climate of psychological reality, the medium that spontaneously contains within it all of our camouflage constructions of space, time, growth, and durability. So these things we take for granted, space, time, growth, and durability, he's pointing out that they exist in a kind of, well, if you can imagine, let's say, some big amorphous cloud, uh, something that is not material. Or maybe you could think of uh, empty space, which is in itself a mistake, but that's okay. He's explaining that all these physical things, the universe that we measure and all the more minute physical things around each of us every day, these all exist in what he calls a value climate of psychological reality. So the reality is basically psychological, not material. 
so it's well for us to remember that in this time where we have uh, events which are of great importance to us, momentous events politically and in terms of international relationships among different countries, including what many think is the near possibility of a nuclear war that would put an end to civilization as we know it, it's good to remember that all of this exists in a psychological reality. And then we have to ask the question, well, who's controlling the psychological reality? Well, ultimately, we are. Given what we focus on and the intensity with which we focus on the reality that we want to experience, we can bring it about realizing that we experience it as physical, but in reality, it is an illusion in what Seth referred to as the medium, meaning the environment in which something can grow, just like germs grow in the medium of water, let's say. The physical illusion that we experience grows in the medium of what is a psychological reality, which does not take up time or space. It's an idea. And along those lines, let's consider one major factor that seems to be having major influence on all of our lives these days, and that is climate change. Now, I think as I might have mentioned in previous episodes, uh, I'm not a, a fan of climate change. I tend to follow those scientists who tell us that what we perceive is due to sunspots and that in the larger term, the Earth has been continually uh, cooling and then getting warmer uh, and the, uh, the warmer cycles tend to support more growth and creativity and the growth of uh, benevolent civilizations. But regardless of how you might feel about that, and you might uh, feel just the opposite, regardless of how you feel about this notion uh, of climate change, we have to remember that, just like the universe itself, the climate's an illusion. And we will get what we focus upon as we grow in our abilities to understand that we do create what we experience, we'll be able to create the climate that we wish to experience just as we would any other aspect of our existence. Something similar to what Bob Monroe called the, the belief system territories after we die, um, and which many people tend to think of as heaven, where what we think uh, focus upon the ideas that we have, they tend to be created immediately. So it's well for us to remember in these times when most of the news seems to be bad or negative, it's well for us to remember that it is an illusion and we can choose to focus upon whatever illusion we wish to bring into our own reality. Realizing that, we have a firm, rational basis for believing and expecting that we will come to better times. And if enough of us come to the realization that we do create what we experience, those much better times might come about far sooner than we expect. That concludes our discussion for today. Again, I'm Dan McEnany bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.